Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Can you handle it? The following is a production of Lift Hill Media. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the original Theme Park Podcast. This is your announcer, Neil Patrick Harris. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Podcasting from our glass-enclosed studios in Washington, D.C., this is CoasterRadio.com. Here are your hosts, Mike Collins and E.B. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the original Theme Park Podcast. You are listening to CoasterRadio.com. My name is Mike. I'm sitting here with EB. We're ready for another week of great Theme Park Talk. Theme Park Talk, Mike, and we took a week off. And, Mike, I took a week off, and I just kicked back and relaxed. You went on this epic birthday trip to Florida. This is so much fun. I'm so excited for this week's episode of CoasterRadio.com. This is not off-season talk. You were riding roller coasters. Yeah, I was so shocked because for a Christmas present, I was surprised with plane tickets down to Orlando. And I had no idea that I was going to go. So what was funny is that from December 25th to February 8th, I had that little time to plan a whole Orlando trip. And you know me. You just you just got the plane tickets. Yeah. And like, yeah, you figure the rest out. Yeah, exactly. And like, <laughs> okay, for me, and I'm sure a lot of you guys out there, you plan your theme park trips like six months or nine months out. You know, like this was quick. This was like I, I even I'll, I'll talk to you about it a little bit in the second half. But like there was no time to even like set up Disney fast passes or anything like that. It all had to be done on the quick. But man, I added ten roller coasters to my coaster count. I'm pretty excited. This is pretty great. So yeah. Mike's whirlwind Orlando trip is coming up in the second half. I'm so excited for this. But Mike, we do have some stuff that we want to talk about at the top of the show, and we start with a first drop. I don't know why, EB, but sometimes it happens where a really great news story comes along right as we either <laughs> we take a week off right? yeah like when we take off a week or it happens on like a wednesday like right after we record our show because we always record on tuesday nights and by the way we would like to invite you join us every tuesday night live 9 30 p.m eastern at live.coasterradio.com come mm-hmm. watch us produce the show but then it's always sad when like big news happens on a wednesday because then we've got to wait a whole week to talk about that news or two yeah. weeks if or we take a week weeks. off, right? Two weeks Absolutely. in this no, case. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know if we necessarily define this as big news. No. But as far as the coaster community is concerned, as as far as me and Mike, you know, considering this news is our home park growing up, yeah, it's kind of big news to us. It's this very... is the rebel yell at King's Dominion. Yeah, yeah, the old King's Dominion. Uh, have. <laughs> That's such an old joke. I love King's saying King's Dominion. <laughs> That's so old school. But <laughs> you've got to go back to season one or two to get that. But yeah, King's Dominion um, just made an announcement on their blog. This apple's apple. Can you yeah. believe it? I mean, well, seriously. The hilarious part is, is when a park wants to drop some news that they don't want to go totally haywire, 
They drop it on the blog. They don't put out a press release. They're like, ah, let's just put it in the place where the least oh, amount of people will read it. Guys. <laughs> but this was some news that got picked up quickly because what they have decided with Twisted Timbers coming to King's Dominion, they're mm-hmm. going to start doing some re-theming in that area of the park. Pretty much anything that was the old Wayne's World is gone. It's done. Yeah, it's all it, it's all gone. And Ricochet is going to Apple's Apple, which makes sense because Twisted Timbers is supposed to be it's the um the the, the, the Apple Orchard yeah. mm-hmm. gone awry, and so that's fine. But they're also retheming uh, Rebel Yell. Yeah, I, but it's just a name change, really. They're, yeah, they're giving uh the the Rebel Yell a new name. They're calling it Racer. 75. Oh, we're honoring the um, Ace uh, <laughs> roller coaster fans because they rode this and thought about maybe we should have a club. Yeah. So, so not only is. But no, they actually didn't. That, that That's dumb because they went to Bush Gardens and then they made the club. It is not because of Rebel Yell that Ace became a thing. This is, this is weird, Mike, right? Well, there's so much to this story. Uh, that's, there is a lot. There's a lot going on here. And Racer I, 75. Yeah, and, and we're going to break it all down for you here and just give you the Mike and EB take on this because you all know this has happened, but here, here's our look at it. First of all, I, I w- I'll get to the names here in a second. If, if you want, we can talk about Apple's Apple. I, I don't— I No, don't... Apple's Apple's fine. I, I have no problem okay. with that. Okay, but let's talk about the Rebel Yell. Now, if you want it—like, I'm sure a lot of you guys already know this, but the Rebel Yell— the... More, more, more. <laughs> It's a Billy Idol song, of course, and that dude's British, so I don't know what the heck's going on because that's not – he's not singing about the Confederacy, I don't think. But the rebel yell, what that was is what the Confederate soldiers would yell when they would charge the battlefield, EB. They did it to scare the other side. That's what the oh, rebel yell was. Okay, I guess. And if you go I mean, on YouTube, there's video of old dudes in Confederate outfits doing this rebel yell, and it's something like, ah! It's it sounds really what, like, like Civil War LARPers. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's this scream <laughs> cosplay. Yeah, it's this <laughs> it's this total scream that these guys do. And then right. when King's Dominion was built in 1974 and opened in 75, they opened the Rebel Yell because it paid. Why, tribute. y'all, if you go up them big hills there now, y'all, <laughs> you're going to yell. Yeah. And. I mean, it's an interesting name because you're going to yell on the roller coaster. It was a southern theme park. It had a southern yeah. theme. You know, they had like the old Virginia section. They had an old railroad and stuff. I think what you mean is a racist theme, <laughs> Mike. Well, now here we are. It's like 43 years later. Maybe that's not so cool to have a name like the Rebel Yell. Now, me, when yeah. I would ride that roller coaster, I was not thinking of anything racist or i was not thinking about the confederate i i was thinking this is a fun roller coaster and it makes me want to yell you know that that, but here's the thing i've been thinking a lot about this i've been thinking i even thought about it on my vacation eb i am not against this name change i'm actually for it i say change it change the name change the name because i think it is the right thing to do you know what mike i'm i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna say i have no problem with this name change either yeah I really you know, do. normally normally I will come down on the side of stop it. You're being, you know, babies about this yeah. and there's no reason for 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 this sort of thing. But you know what? Rebel Yell, I have no strong feelings about that name. Quite frankly, it's not a great name to begin with. It's supposed to be the racer like at King's Island. I mean, this is this this ride is a racing roller coaster. Yeah. Why was it named Rebel Yell to begin with? Yeah. See, to me, like. 
I mean, we could get into the whole politics and stuff of this and, and why. Bo and Luke Duke and stuff like that. Sure. But it, <laughs> that's what they should have done. Yeah. They should have named like the red side and the blue side <laughs> Bo and Luke. Yeah, there you go. The Dukes of Hazard, like the moonshine oh my gosh, run. What if it was the Dukes? All right. It's not going to be Rebel Yell anymore. That's <laughs> insensitive. We're going to name it after the classic television program, <laughs> Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> Hey, Bo and Luke Duke. Both trains will be painted orange. <laughs> I had, by the way, I am not kidding. I'm going to talk about this later, but I actually was sitting at a couple of different bars in Orlando. And one of the things that I sat there and I said out loud, I said, I wonder. <laughs> While you were yeah. wearing your, uh, your, your Bo and Luke Duke <laughs> General Lee Confederate flag t-shirt. No, no, no. But I, I, I was. I'm from Virginia, y'all. <laughs> Hey, hey, boy. It's rebel yell thing. Well, I'm so upset about it. I love a Confederate coaster, if you know what I mean. <laughs> a Confederate coaster. Oh no, but I had this idea of you. Could you do an imitation of Cooter from the Dukes of Hazard? Do you remember him? <laughs> a Cooter. Cooter. He had tow truck, right? He had the tow truck, yeah. And he always towed yeah. the General Lee when it needed. Oh, all I have is goo 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 goo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Roscoe P. Coltrane and Boss Hog. Yeah. Yeah. Boss Hog. He's dead. He Uh, is. He is. Did I ever tell you the story of when there was a time that Mario Flava and I went to an amusement park in Ocean City, and we went there to go videotape something, and so we had to go meet the owner of the park, and we went into his office. And he was Boss Hog? He was Boss Hog. He had the office like Boss Hog. He was a big, huge, fat dude. He was wearing the cowboy hat. And I was like, holy shit. Smoking a cigar. Yeah, it was Boss Hog. It was really Them Duke boys. (laughs) We can't get those Duke boots. So, yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Like, we should be talking uh, in Dukes of Hazard characters for this. But but here's what I – let me get back on topic here away from Dukes of Hazard. Here's the thing. Like, guys like you and me, EB, we don't even know what it's like to be bothered by something like the Rebel Yell. We're like two white dudes. How can we know what it's really like, you know, to, to understand the racism and things like that? So, so to us, that's, okay. why, that's why when I hear listeners of our show and just people online going, oh, my God, it's the snowflakes. It's not snowflakes. You have no idea if you're like a white dude listening to this show what it's like to be a, a black or a, of, a, of a different race or something and have Riding to deal. a roller coaster called the Rebel Yell. And right. it's like, all these white people yelling at me. What are they doing? <laughs> well, that, I mean, you have to like put yourself in somebody else's shoes to understand that. If you want to okay. blame somebody for this roller coaster being changed from Rebel Yell to Racer 75, I say blame the white supremacists. Because it's their fault that we are talking about all this now. Those dudes who came into Richmond with their tiki torches and all that stuff. Oh, no. I blame them. I blame them. because, And also, I blame them for taking tiki torches, something I love, and, like, you know, souring them. <laughs> How dare they? Yeah. Cause, <laughs> right. Because <laughs> now, anytime I want to buy a tiki torch for my bar, I feel like a racist or something. I, I You know, like. <laughs> it's like, what's this guy doing? No, uh, no, no, no. Seriously. I'm actually into tiki. Yeah, yeah cool. I, I, I don't want to protest Confederate monuments being torn down. I just want to. <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a fan of the tiki, yeah. less a fan of the torch. <laughs> I just want to drink some rum and have a nice flame there. All right, so we don't care about Racer 75. We he, think but, it's totally fine. It is interesting, though. I mean, we, we, we're looking yeah. back now two, week, two weeks yeah. of, of conversation in the coaster community. Uh, the, um, our friends at Behind the Thrills 
had an interesting commentary on this, and I think it's kind of interesting and relevant to our conversation, which is why is King's Dominion trying to make this be, ah, oh, we're honoring the Acers? Yeah. Right? Isn't that weird? How come they don't just come out and say, you know what? Rebel Yell, mm, kind of racist. We're going to change it. Yeah. But instead, they're doing this weird convoluted, oh, uh, it's the uh, Ace. You know, they were uh, they rode this roller coaster, and maybe that's when they got the idea for their for their club. I don't know. I know. I, I, How come they just don't own it? That's yeah. the point that uh, behind Thrills was making. And, and I kind of do agree with that. Why don't they just own it and put out the thing that says, hey, you know what? We're feeling like maybe some people might be upset about this, and it's not a big deal. So let's just change the name. Yeah. Or it's just, a racing roller coaster after all. Yeah. Why not? Or just come out and say it's the right thing to do. You know, times change and, you know, sensitivities change for for the better, I think. And that's what you have to do. My problem with this is I don't like either of these names. You know, I, I think Apple Zapple is a weird name for a roller coaster. And I think Rebel Apple Yell- Zapple is a great name no. for a roller coaster. No. It's, you like Are it? Are you kidding? A wild mouse. It's Apple, Apple Zapple. Zapple? It's in the Apple Grove. Candy Apple Grove. Candy Apple Grove, of course, is the that's that's the name they gave to their whole the, the midway section of the park. Right. Where they're having some of the flat rides, but mostly the um, the, the the midway games leading back to Twisted Timbers. Apple Zapple. That's wonderful. What does that even mean? I, I don't know, disagree. but it's, it's kooky. It's crazy. It makes no sense. That's a wild mouse roller coaster. All right. I love Apple's Apple. How about, how, about, how about something like Apple Cider Twist or something like that? Like, I don't know. You're drunk and you're and you're going back and forth. I don't know. Something like that. Okay. Oh, I'll, I'll give I you. I like Apple's Apple. All right. I'll give you Apple's Apple. But why not make Rebel Yell? Why don't you still pay tribute to Virginia, the state of Virginia? How about like the Old Dominion Switchback Railway or so, something like that? Give it something like you know with with the state name in it you know to, to still have some of the history virginia racers i would i would yeah, the, the, uh, the, sure. i would love virginia racers yes yes that's yeah. great yeah. i would just own it just straight up own it in blue versus gray yeah yeah i like <laughs> that yeah so anyway just go all in and yeah. be like um i don't really want to ride on the gray side yeah <laughs> And then you got I feel the, like people are staring at me. Can you, can you see it? Like if it was that, like who went to the gray side? And <laughs> Be like, come on, everybody! Oh, I just remember. I just the I, I was thinking about this. And like Blue versus gray, the roller coaster. That's horrible. Yeah, because there are some dudes. I remember I went to the University of Alabama, and there were some dudes in my dorm freshman year who literally referred. And all of the blue people would yeah. like steal their food. <laughs> After, like, you would leave your drink cup, but the blue people would steal the drink cups from the gray people. And so they would be starving when they got off the ride. It's a whole. That's how they would win. Yeah. Yeah. Man, oh, man. I'm sorry. I interrupted your story. No, no, no. That's okay. I I like your brainstorming about what this could be. No, no. I was just saying, I remember being at the University of Alabama and a bunch of dudes who lived in my dorm literally referred to, like, the Civil War days as the good old days. And oh, they were no. and they were dead serious, and these guys had Confederate flags up. So I I think it's time for a change. I'm glad Kings Dominion did that. Uh, we're actually trying to become friends with the people over there, at Kings Dominion, so that we can maybe have somebody on to talk about uh, Twisted Timbers. I hope this didn't uh, ruin that. So we'll see.
No, I, I, I think they fully are aware yeah. of what they've done by changing the name of this ride. I think they've done a good job with it. I mean, the best they can, yes. at least. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So. This was a longer. This was the longest quick hit, or this was the longest first drop ever. Yeah. Well, we could have done, uh, you know, Boss Hog or Cooter or whatever. We were that, that would have been a perfect uh, character segment, but we didn't didn't do that. <laughs> it's too bad. <laughs> Let's move on, E.B., shall we? We've got some good theme park-related stories to talk about. All right, it's time for Quick Hits. Quick Hits. Hey, let's start off by going across the pond, E.B., to Europe, Wallaby Holland. Uh, And they have a roller coaster there, a wooden roller coaster called Robin Hood. uh, Robin Hood? Yeah, they're going to convert that to an RMC hybrid. And I actually had a chance to look at the Robin Hood video, uh, the point of view video, I think this is going to be pretty good. They've got a lot of real estate, a lot of wood coaster to work with here. Yeah, they do. This is a this is a cool one, Mike. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities. I feel like for the RMC conversion uh, to do something cool. There's a lot of opportunities in this ride where they're up high and not really doing anything. There's that great bunny hop at the end where I feel like you could put an inversion. Yeah. RMC is kind of going on a world tour. I think is what we're going to be discovering where they're going into Europe. They're going into Japan. They have that ground up coaster that they already built over in Europe, but this is where the conversions are starting and it's Wallaby Holland. Yeah. Uh, Stefan Rodin, he actually lives over there and he's very excited about it. Uh, he gave us a little bit of information. Robin Hood is uh, one of only three Vacoma wooden roller coasters left in the world. Oh, we didn't even mention that it's a Vacoma wooden yeah. roller coaster. How weird is that? Yeah. He says it's a surprise to him that this is happening because he thinks it's still a pretty good roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, he thought that maybe there'd be a conversion of Colossus at Hyde Park in Germany first, uh, but that's not going to happen. But he's pretty excited because he lives 40 minutes away from this park. He considers Efteling his home park because it has better theming, but now that <laughs> they are actually doing this uh, conversion, he think, he's thinking he's going to give Wallaby Holland a closer look and maybe make that his new home park. Cool. I like that, Mike. That That's just like you and me, where yeah. it's like, well, I don't want to really make the geographically closest yeah. part of my home <laughs> yes, park, because yeah. that park kind of stinks, so I'm going to pick the better one that's a little farther away. Yeah, exactly. That's no, that's a good quick hit. Yeah, so that's good. I'm, I'm excited about that, but uh, I, I, I like the look of Robin Hood. Uh, it looked a little rough, so maybe they're going to make this into a really great ride. Really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, second quick hit today is out in Las Vegas. All of a sudden, uh, the big uh, hotel casino Buffalo Bills, they've closed all of their rides, including the one-time world's tallest and fastest roller coaster, Desperado. This is this is shocking to me. I had no idea this was happening. I'm planning a West Coast uh, road trip with my family for this summer, and I was considering a stop in Las Vegas and yeah. specifically a stop at Buffalo Bills. Obviously, it's not happening now. I am hoping that this is just temporary, that maybe it's just an off-season thing. Maybe they're doing some work on the rides and stuff. I, it bums me out because every time I'm in Las Vegas, I always tr- think I'm going to go to Buffalo Bills to get a right. ride on Desperado. I never go. I've driven by it like four times on the way to California. <laughs> it makes me think you should stop when you see a roller coaster there and it's running. You should stop going and riding because you never know when they're going to shut it down. Oh, uh, you missed your opportunity. See, Mike? I know. It sucks. I saw it off there, there in the go. distance, too. I was actually on a road trip with a bunch of friends. and I was like, please pull over for me. Stop. You know how, it's, how important it is to me. And they're like, nope, we're just going. And they just drove right by. And it was like that scene in uh, 
one of those like two Corey movies or something where I had my face to the window and like, come back. <laughs> what was that movie? License to Drive? I think that's what, what it was. License yeah, to License to Drive. Come I'm back. just thinking Desperado. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you come to your Aww. senses? Yeah. <laughs> Remember that remember that weird magician dude like strapped himself to it and then like had to escape before the desperado ran him over? Oh yeah. No, that was that Lance Burton. Lance Burton. Lance yeah, Burton Lance did that. Burton. No, he totally did. Oh, that's some bad TV magic. Oh yeah. It looks fake. Google that. If you guys don't know, Desperado Magician. Yeah. <laughs> gonna get run over by a roller coaster. Watch that on YouTube. It's pretty great. Yeah, a lot of people said it was CGI that he really didn't do it. Well, I don't know if it was CGI back then, but it was bad TV magic. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, anyway. Hey, at uh, Six Flags Great Adventure, I, I, I was looking that you were talking about, uh, what was it? One of the Six Flags parks running Batman backwards. And uh, forwards. Yeah. Two trains. Two trains, right? They're gonna. So uh, how is that even going to work? Are they going to, like, split the station or something? I'm very curious to see how the queue line is going to work, if it's just going to be randomly selected or if you have to figure it out or maybe you let people go in front of you. I have no idea. Yeah. What park is that? St. Louis? St. Louis. Six Flags yes. St. Louis. Yeah. yeah it's doing yeah. Uh, Namtab Batman. Both. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so um, at Six Flags Over Georgia, the Great American Scream Machine is going to run backwards this season. Excellent. Big wooden roller coaster. Reminds me of the Rebel Yell yeah. running a backwards. You <laughs> that's know, right. That's, that's, that's right. great. Good for them. Yeah. Interesting, though. A lot of people uh, on the early take on this is that they're saying it might not be so good because it's a ride that you kind of need to brace for. And so you need <laughs> to the best wooden roller yeah, coaster. You need to face forward for that thing. Maybe I'm seeing the wrong one, or yeah. maybe this one needs it too. Yeah, I don't know, but I like a good wooden roller coaster going backwards. I remember when the old uh, Racer seventy five, which I've got to call <laughs> it now, uh, went backwards. That was fun. It was it was fun. It was different. Goodbye, Mike. Yep, just... Hey, is this backwards, man? Backwards, man. How are you? You didn't mention a ride going forwards for FC of a ride going backwards, so that means it's time for a visit from you for a visit from me. I love backwards, man. It's so great to see you. Yep, it's all about the excitement for the Six Flags Nam Tab, and of course, the reputation of Yell Rebel Dominions Kings. <laughs> Kings Dominion Rebel Yell. The best part about Backwards Man is seeing him and his eyes as he's, like, doing everything backwards. It's the best thing. King's Dominion's Racer 75. Why not run Great American Scream Machine backwards for a while? Yeah, this sounds like something you're going to enjoy, Backwards Man. Nothing is worse forwards for you. Everything's better backwards. Hello. There goes backwards, man. I li- that was a surprise visit from him. I didn't even know he was coming in. So good. If you mention something backwards, obviously. He's got to come in for sure. For sure. Last quick hit tonight. RMC's Fred Grubb. We were talking about RMC just a couple minutes ago. <laughs> this guy is building a roller coaster in his backyard for his grandkids. Mike, if I have learned anything in my years... <laughs> anything you can't explain why does this exist why is this happening the answer is it's a rich guy's hobby <laughs> exactly <laughs> this is this is exactly it fred grubb rmc built the raptor track at the rmc uh, offices yeah and he says you know what we obviously can't do anything with this guys let's just move it to my house yeah 
and it's going to be like a hundred foot roller coaster or something like it's that. It's legit. There. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. is a real roller coaster. It's 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 a hundred feet over a hundred feet tall, ninety degree drop. Uh, plenty of track. I mean, this thing looks like the Wonder Woman lasso of truth. Yeah. This is a real roller coaster he's putting in his backyard. And I, I can't imagine a better way to kind of celebrate the success of your business. Right. I mean, if you, if you were RMC, wouldn't you do this, Mike? It's like, shoot guys, you know what? Let's turn this profit into something special Yeah, in my backyard. Exactly. Well, that's what we always talk about. I mean, that if we had unlimited money or if we had like huge success in business we would put a roller coaster in our backyard this guy builds the roller coasters why not put one in your backyard let your grandkids ride it right and i love the fact that he's sort of uh, relocating the uh, raptor test track he's like yeah let's just move that over there and then uh hey finish it yeah now <laughs> finish the whole thing two questions here first of all he's saying nobody's going to get to ride this it's not like you and i could call him and say we'd really like that credit let us get on it no, this is not the, uh, the the blue flash and the blue two here in Indiana. This is not something you can just knock on the guy's door yeah. and ride. Yeah. So does the state get involved at all? Or is this just something he's building in his backyard? They've got no say over it because it's on private property. Oh, it's a good oh, question, right? And like I mean, who, get... who, you know, uh, checks out the ride and stuff? Like, do you do you do the same checks on it every day? Like, I mean, a, if he's paying the salaries of the engineers and, and his own, you know, people at RMC, I guess he just says, hey, you know what? On Tuesday yeah. after our staff meeting, come on over and do a safety check of my roller coaster in the backyard. Right. Yeah. Right. Because, I mean, it's going to have a lot of moving parts and stuff. If you're talking about a lift hill, talking about the braking system and stuff, you, you know, those are all things that got to be maintained. Yeah, I, it's kind of a commitment, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, I'm very Well, and curious. this is not like the Blue Flash, you know, which is, if you don't know the Blue Flash in Indiana, Google that. I've ridden that roller coaster. This guy's a nut. <laughs> and 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 if this roller coaster breaks down, I mean, yeah, you're going 25 miles an hour into the dirt from 10 feet up. Yeah. But this is serious. This what? is crazy. What was that like when you rode that ride? Was it, it terrifying? Was, yeah, it it was kind of terrifying. <laughs> yeah. It was it was it was like some hillbilly puts you into a car and says, "Watch this, hold on tight." <laughs> How many times did you ride the Blue Flash? Jumped it over a river or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I I rode it twice. I rode I rode the Flash twice and I rode Blue too. It was wow. great, awesome. But, I, but I, this this is this is crazy though that he is actually going to be building. This is not a homemade roller coaster. This is a real roller coaster. Yeah, it's an RMC. And, RMC. And, and like you said, Mike, there's got to be maintenance involved. I mean, this reminds me of um, Eric Cartman trying to open, yes. you know, operate his own amusement park. And, you know, just a couple of days in, he re- realizes he has to hire an engineer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, he has to hire the maintenance guy. You, you can't just have a, a, a roller coaster in your backyard. There's more to it than that. So we'll see how this goes for uh, for <laughs> for Fred Grubb. I love it. Um, I, I just want to know. The best. Yeah. I just want to know who is the first coaster enthusiast who will talk his way into riding his backyard ride or does he like really be a man of his word and not let any of us get on it nobody gets on it so okay hmm all right i'll steal the identity of one of his grandkids yeah (laughs) there we go there we go i would say if there's anybody who has a shot at it though it's you and me i mean you know we're like the nice guys of the amusement industry and stuff sure why not i i think he would be like we're gonna let that mike and eb come in especially oh well our interview last week, we're best friends with the, uh, you know, we're we're like one degree away from RMC. Yeah, exactly. 
Hmm. Sure. All right. Let's work on that. Let's work on that. (laughs) Great. That could be our story arc for next season, maybe. You know, we always. (laughs) Us trying to ride this backyard roller coaster. Yeah. We've had luck. Hey, we got on a CBS sitcom. We got put into a theme park ride. Why not? Okay. These are things that we could push over. So. Anyway, uh, hey, it's been a couple weeks, uh, but it's time to do one of our favorite segments here at CoasterRadio.com. It's time for Park Hopper. There it goes. Yeah, there he goes. You know, I think it's amazing when you go to Southern California. There's so many theme parks there. Disneyland, Knott's Berry Farm, tons of others. But right in that Anaheim area is a small little park that I had a chance to get to know a little better today just by doing a lot of research and checking out their website, looking at some videos. It's Adventure City in Anaheim, California, and I like this park. You want to talk about a small park? This is the this is the smallest park in all of California. It is two acres. Mike, speaking of backyards, this could almost fit in my backyard. This teeny tiny park, but you can get two coaster two coaster credits at uh, Adventure City. Yeah, and I, I I did send an email. To the good people at Adventure City, I said, hey, could you um, send us a voicemail or, or leave a recording and, and tell us about your park? And she sent me. She said, um, how about I just send you this link? Would this be okay? And oh. she sent me a link to the YouTube video that's on their website. Now, the the video that is on their website is one of the it's, best produced videos for a theme park I've ever seen. It's not bad. Yeah. It's like, actually not bad. And I was like, I wrote back to her and I was like, actually, that's really good. I mean, if you want to send me another voicemail that kind of tees that off or something like that. But I am actually have no problem with this video at all. So we should play the audio for it right now and kind of talk about it. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. There it is, EB. So here's the little train. Yeah, they have a nice, beautiful train. Adventure City. Adventure City, the little theme park that's big on family fun. Located in Orange County, California, our little park has delighted both the young and the young of heart for over 20 years. With 17 rides, shows, and attractions, there's tons of fun for everyone. First off, let's check out some awesome rides. Not a lot. 17 rides, and we're looking at kitty rides right now. There's a uh, Moser drop ride right here. Uh, we're looking at the Wacky Bus. Uh <laughs> It, it, it's a cute little park. There's, yeah. the, there's the roller coaster, right? First roller coaster we see, a kitty coaster. Yeah, and I guess the big one is Rewind Racers, right? That's the huge one she'll talk yeah, about here. Yeah, coming up second. later. So here's like, the pedal cars. We see that in the video. Yeah, it's a cute little park. I mean, it's great for kids, you know? Yeah. While you're here, your family has got to try Adventure City's newest roller coaster, Rewind Racers, North America's first forward and reversing family coaster. And this is a Gerstlauer coaster, the first of its kind in North America, where it does pull you back with a lift chain, takes you up the other side. Uh, there's a tire assist, and it's forwards and backwards. It's yeah, a shuttle it, coaster. It's like Gerstlauer. a boomerang without the boomerang part, you know? It's, it looks right. kind of really fun. Yeah. But Adventure City is more than super fun rides for the whole family. You'll love playing with and feeding the animals in the petting farm. Yeah, cute little petting zoo, EB. See a fun and interactive show at our children's theater. Puppets, new puppets. Yeah, puppet show. Sounds adventurous. Climbing wall. Or winning tickets in our state-of-the-art arcade. This is a really well-produced video. So much to see and do here. Your family will love it. And the best part about Adventure City? It's affordable family fun. So what are you waiting for? Head on down to Adventure City, the little theme park that's big on family fun. Yeah. I mean... Problem, what are you waiting for? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> you know what's great about it, though, is they're so right. <laughs> if you don't want to spend the ticket prices at a Disneyland or a Knott's Berry Farm that's going to be astronomical for 
a family of four or five, or whatever, you go to this park, those kids are going to have just as much fun, really. Yeah, so this park has been around for about 20 years now. It's like 18 or 19 bucks to go in. And if there's plenty to do for a half a day and you get two coaster credits. Uh, it's pretty cool. So this was a fun one for me to discover. And I'm, I'm pretty happy to be able to share it on Park Hopper. Yeah. So if, you, if you're going to California, why not stop in and tell them CoasterRadio.com sent you. Perfect. You know who was there? Adam the Beard Man. He uh, sent in this voicemail to tell us about his trip. Hey, guys. It's the Beard Man calling in for this week's Park Hopper about Adventure City in Anaheim. California. Um, it's a nice small little park. It's mostly a kid's park. Uh, they do actually have an ACE discount. Um, and the reason why that's important is because they actually have a custom uh, Gerstlauer coaster that is reminiscent of a family boomerang. Um, it's actually got some nice naming, got some video and audio that goes with it. Um, they also have a Myler Kitty coaster, which is terrible. Um, and lots of small kitty rides. Um, it's actually very well themed. It's kind of like a storybook land kind of place. Um, and it's right down the road from Knott's. It's about two minutes away from Knott's Berry Farm. Uh, so if you're in, in the area and you want to ride a, uh, unique custom coaster, uh, definitely worth a stop. Yeah. I think that would be the thing that if you're at Knott's, you definitely want to go down the street and get that credit. But then if you've got kids with you or something, how great is it to give them, you know, some good rides that are down there? Yeah, I think this is something fun that we've discovered with Park Hopper uh, this season, focusing on smaller parks, is not only are they little parks that have one or two roller coasters, but typically what we're discovering is these little parks, when they only have one or two, they're unique. They're different. There's something you're not going to find anywhere else. And this is true with Adventure City. Yeah. Uh, Timmy wrote in and he said that he's been going to Adventure City since he was about two and a half years old. Uh, he talks about how it's like more family fun instead of thrills. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talks about how great Rewind Racers are and he likes the freeway coaster as well. Um, but one of the things that he likes is how they keep most of their rides, even if they are old. And mm-hmm. one example of this is the crank and roll, which you talked about. It's a little bicycle that's shaped like a train that you pedal with your hands instead of yes, your feet. Yes, the pedal racers. Yeah, so I think there are a lot of little rides like that that Timmy's talking about uh, that just seem like a, a lot of fun there. You know, some different type of thrills, some different types of fun. Yeah. Yeah, so that's great. Uh, the Big Easy uh, remembers they had a thing called the Treetop Racers back in the good old days, and he kind of misses that, wishes that was there. Uh, and Andrew actually uh, stopped uh, by after visiting Knott's a few years ago, and uh, he says he really loved uh, Rewind Racers. Uh, it was really cool. He was only there for 30 minutes to get the credits, but could see that a family could really enjoy spending an afternoon there. Yeah, the Big Easy. he mentioned that um, the the treetop racers ride that was a the uh, uh, like a, a wild mouse from the 50s that they relocated from australia and had at the park for a for a long time but it was replaced by that gerstlauer uh shuttle coaster yeah yeah so it really sounds like a fun park i mean you know we all get out to knots and disneyland <clears throat> at least one time in our lives and stuff so i really think it is worth uh you know heading over to adventure mm-hmm. city just to check it out next time i'm in anaheim i'll definitely do it cool yeah All right. Hey, we're going to take a break here in a second. But before we do, we want to let you know about next week's show. It's time to do one of these fun interactive things that we do. We did it last year for the first time with our hot or not episode. 
Yes, Hot or Not is an episode of GhostRadio.com that dates back many, many, many years. And we've done this for a long time. But last year was the first time we've done interactive live polling, where if you join us in the chat room, Mike mentioned it before, live Tuesday nights, live.coasterradio.com, you can actually help us determine the content on the Hot or Not episode where we throw out two things and you guys decide, is it hot or not? Yeah, you're definitely going to have to be with us next Tuesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, live.coasterradio.com. When we start the Hot or Not segment, as you watch the webcast, you'll be able to choose whether the thing we are talking about at that moment is hot or not. And what's fun is we'll get to watch the numbers, the poll numbers, actually move in real time. And that will really change how EB and I talk about the topic. It's really a lot of fun. It was great last year. Uh, we put it online, and it uh, you know became something that kind of uh, you know got passed around and stuff. So we're going to do it again this year. Yeah. So so make sure that you're uh, ready to go next week, Tuesday night, nine thirty, live.coastradio.com to participate in hot or not. Yeah. And are we soliciting topics too, Mike? Oh, yes, we are. Definitely are. In fact, that's one of the things that a lot of listeners really did a great job. Send us some things that you want us to debate, whether they are hot or not. Really, things in the amusement industry. But they can also be off-topic, too. Sometimes we throw in a couple off-topic things that are really fun. But, for instance, like, you know, we always kind of say six flags, hot or not. Uh, We might say, uh, you know... uh, mystic timbers we said last year hot or not those type of things like you know or you can get specific about you know specific things going on in the amusement industry trends and stuff like that uh but we want you to send them all to us we'll put them all into the hopper and uh, come up with a great episode next week awesome yeah let's take a break when we come back man we're gonna talk about my trip down to orlando um a lot of people on twitter were talking about that earlier today there are so many rides on this list mike yeah but you know what's great for all you disney haters very little disney to talk about here okay I, i was down there for five days i spent three hours at a disney park and that was it wow so we're gonna talk about everything but disney so all of you like walt haters out there don't have to worry you can sit back grab grab a beer crack it open because we're going to talk about things like Universal Studios, Bush Gardens, Fun Spot, SeaWorld Orlando, and a lot more. It's coming up right after this. This is CoasterRadio.com. Are you thinking about doing some online shopping at Amazon.com sometime soon? Did you know there's an easy and free way to support Coaster Radio at the same time? Before you start your Amazon.com shopping, head to CoasterRadio.com first and click on the Amazon logo. That link will take you directly to their site, and then you shop like normal. That's it. That's all you have to do. Because you're listening to this message, Amazon.com sends Costa Radio a small percentage of whatever you spend. You pay nothing extra. If you buy a $10 shirt, the shirt will still cost $10. You'd be surprised at how much this helps the show. So the next time you need to shop at Amazon, head to CoasterRadio.com first. It's a free and easy way to support the original Theme Park Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the original Theme Park Podcast. You are listening to CoasterRadio.com. My name is Mike. That is EB. And uh, if you're watching us at live.coasterradio.com, you'll see that we're, like, bundled up. It's cold because, you know, we live in Indiana and D.C., respectively. And I'm I'm floored that a week ago I was in shorts and a T-shirt and loving life, EB. But now I'm back here. I'm cold. I'm wearing a big sweatshirt. 
I we like always it. talk about the off-season episodes of CoasterRadio.com, how sad and cold we are, and we don't get to ride roller coasters. But, Mike, this is not you last week. This is your birthday week. You went yes. down to Orlando, Florida. And I, I, I like you kind of led us into the break uh, before coming to uh, part two of the uh, episode tonight. Uh, Walt haters are just kicking back right now. They're like, go ahead, talk about uh, Universal. I don't want to hear about any of that stuff. <laughs> it was funny because word was kind of leaking out today about what the show was going to be about. And there were a couple listeners who were like, man, I don't want to hear you talk about going to Disney Another World. Disney yeah. show. <laughs> Another Disney episode. I'm turning it off. No, but this time we're going to talk about a lot going on in the fair city of Orlando that has nothing to do with Disney. That's right. So it's a, a lot of fun spot and hating Jimmy Fallon. There we go. There we go. Oh, we're going to get into that. Preview. We're going to get into that a little bit. So Okay. Yeah, All so, right. So start us off, Mike. So here we go. So it was uh, my birthday week. So it was like we said at the top of the show, it was a nice... Uh, present that was Izzy gave to me um, and she said hey we're going to go down to Orlando for your birthday it's going to be fun so I had a month and a half to plan everything and the thing that I wanted to do was to see if I could get to as many possible things down in Orlando that I hadn't seen before good you know okay. so so that meant like not necessarily going to Epcot not necessarily going to Disney Hollywood Studios things I had done you before new stuff new stuff brand new stuff good now to be fair I want to be honest with all these reviews and everything I called a lot of these parks and said, hey, do you mind if I come in for an hour or two to ride your attraction so I can talk about it on the show? You know, because otherwise, to go around to do all of these different things would have cost an arm and a leg. And oh, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, okay. So you, so you tried to play the original theme park podcast card. Yes. But let me tell you what was going on. Like, for instance... Going to Bush. Uh, we don't yeah. <laughs> recognize podcasts as a legitimate media. Well, that's what's really nice is that for a lot of these parks, they were like, yeah, yeah, come on in. Like, we want to show you, especially like for a park like Bush Gardens, Tampa, I had, not, okay. I had not been to since 1993. So there are all of these new roller coasters there. But the key to this is that Bush Gardens, Tampa, I had four hours in. I did not spend oh. a whole day there because there were so many things I had to get to. So, okay. so in other words, that kind of justified it for me to be able to ask, like, hey, can you just let me in to ride these rides? Right. Because, I'm on a whirlwind tour. Yeah. I'm not spending the whole day at the park. I'm really coming in to ride the rides and then leaving. Okay. Okay. And I wanted to do it so that I could talk about it here on the show, not only on this episode, but like, for instance, we've been doing the show now 13 years. I haven't been to Bush Gardens Tampa in any of those years. How do we talk about that park without having some type of mental image of what it is? So how, how how successful were you with this? I, I'm I'm super curious. Very successful, very successful. Now here's the other thing I want to say. The other thing I I, I want to say is that when I got to the parks, Orlando and Tampa is busy, right? There are a lot of people there, so I went ahead in most of these cases and bought the Quick Queue or the Universal Express to make sure I could see as many things as possible during sure. that time. So a lot right. of people, I know we joke around a lot about the Prince Mike Collins stuff. And like, for instance, when I go to Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, I don't buy the quick queue there to be Prince Mike Collins because that's my home park. I'm always there. I don't right. need You know it. that park. You've done it all before. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, but if no, I'm, you need to, I mean, this is, this is the thing. This yeah. is what I really want to talk about, Mike, is you talk about this short trip you had and you visited a half a dozen parks. Yes. And, yeah. And, and, uh, yeah. The logistics of this is just a nightmare. Yeah. So like, for instance, going to Bush Gardens, Tampa, I'll talk about that. That was on Saturday. Each ride had a 45 minute wait and I'm there for four hours. 
There's right. no way to ride all the rides unless you had the quick queue. Because imagine you're walking from ride to ride too, and I wanted to stop and like you know take a look at some of the theming, take a look at some of the animal exhibits, all that stuff. So anyway, that's kind of setting up this trip for you. So we land in Orlando, um, grab a quick bite to eat, and head immediately to Fun Spot America Orlando. Uh, okay. This is the home of Freedom Flyer and White Lightning. Okay. And so I first, just to give you, I've never been to a fun spot ever in my life. The Orlando location is very nice. It's very clean. Um, it's very, like, yeah, spacious. Uh, they've got a lot of different rides there, which is pretty cool. Um, and I think the two headliners, of course, are Freedom Flyer, which is kind of an inverted roller coaster, and White Lightning. White Lightning is a Great Coasters International out-and-back roller coaster. Um, right. So I'll, I'll tell you about that first. That is... I think really moved into the top, I don't know, maybe my like top 15, maybe my top 10 of roller coasters ever. This was a fantastic little roller coaster. I mean, it's really, it's got a drop of like 67 feet. It's only like 2000 feet feet long, but it was funny B. It was worth, it was worth the trip to fun spot Orlando just to ride that ride. It was, it was really one of the best roller coasters that I rode on my trip. Now, talking about how you visited these parks, did you pay a one price admission and go to Fun Spot, or is, is Fun Spot? Could you go in there and just ride this roller coaster for one price, well, just you, for the coaster? You could go in. I think you could buy like a forty five dollar wristband to ride right. all day long, or you could pay ten dollars a ride okay. on the roller coaster, and that goes for both of the roller coasters that are there. Um, uh, Fun Spot was really cool and gave me a wristband for the other location, uh, Kissimmee, where mind blower is but for this one i actually just paid the 10 bucks to ride white lightning and 10 bucks to uh ride freedom flyer as well and freedom flyer is the the family uh inverted roller coaster it's a vacoma coaster yeah but built by chance i guess it's yeah weird. it's, it's kind of weird it's kind of weird it's a um like what it's got a height of 64 feet about like, 1300 feet of track but what was really interesting eb is they had virtual reality available on this and did you do the virtual reality, Mike? I did. I did because I've never done a virtual reality. Was, yeah, this was your first yeah. VR experience on a coaster. How terrible was it? I have to say, I was ready to hate it, but I loved it. It was Oh, really? It was synced perfectly. It was okay. so much fun. I they put the glasses on me, they locked Were them in. Were you shooting aliens? What was it? Yeah, you're shooting aliens. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's always yeah. shooting it's aliens. Always shooting isn't aliens. It? Yeah. But they they locked the glasses on you and they say, "Here's the little knob where you can you know, focus here, here, grab this yeah. knob. Okay. I'm trusting you. Cause my eyes are covered up. Yeah. So like, you no, just reach out. Yeah. You're going to feel a knob. <laughs> grab but it. You're going to grab the knob and you're going to be so oh happy gosh, with yourself. Podcast is this. <laughs> Sounds like a ride this one, but it's not the, the off the beaten path. Yeah. They we also <laughs> ran Orlando theme park. <laughs> Wait, I can't see. What is this? What am I grabbing? Put off this blindfold. <laughs> That's right. not an alien. Yeah, it just. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so because all of a sudden I sat down, they put the restraint down, and next thing I know, this girl's putting this thing on my head. And what's cool is it's on right away, so you can quickly use the knob to like change the focus. So you got sure yank it and you'll go up. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. And then what was cool though is you look around. And you see a fully realized, like, 3D image all around you, you know? And you're in this, like, cityscape. 
And next thing you know, the ride just takes off. It goes up, takes a turn to the left, goes up the lift hill. And, you know, okay, granted, the graphics aren't like, you know, world class or anything like that. But it <laughs> it synced up perfectly. I could look around while I was on the ride. The ride itself, it's like a family suspended roller coaster. So it's not doing loops. It's not. Well, and I feel like that's that's the kind of ride that VR should be on, right? Yeah. It shouldn't be yeah. so intense that you're having to battle dealing with the forces of an extreme ride while also doing VR. Yeah. Just something that moves you around exactly. should be enough. And that 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 seems like the good choice. And I'm glad this was your uh, first experience. Yeah, with I really enjoyed it, and it, it was fun, and it was something that I could get right back on and do again if I wanted because it didn't make me sick at all. Um, because however they have theirs, it. It was perfectly synced to where Good. as you looked around, you, you never at once felt like, you know, your body and your eyes and the roller coaster were out of sync. So so I loved it. Very good. Um, good. Then uh, we hopped in the car and drove about a half hour to Fun Spot America in Kissimmee. Now, right. this is this is a different looking fun spot because I don't know if they're doing a lot of construction at the moment, but it didn't look quite as pretty as the one in Orlando. Oh, there were a lot of things under construction. Um, it it didn't seem as bright and as new, but still, this was the home of Mindblower, which is the Gravity Group's roller coaster that's there. Um, it's almost like three thousand feet of track, eighty three foot high. It's got a big, uh, you know, really nice uh, eighty foot drop, and of course that inversion, which um, it just it hangs there for a while while you're upside down. It's really really good. I love this ride. I thought it was great. Uh, Izzy was with me and didn't love it as much because it was it was rough, man. It was a rough ride. Uh, <laughs> it tossed you around. I remember talking to Adam the Beard Man and Dan the T-shirt guy, and they said that it's just it's a it's a shocking ride. And I think they even said like <laughs> you got to ride it quickly because it feels like the ride is going to tear itself apart at some point <laughs> because there's so many forces involved. And it it's a great wooden roller coaster. It's one that you could ride a couple times over and over. It wasn't one that I had to get off and then go, oh my God, I need 30 minutes to relax. Like you could ride it a couple times. I rode it in the front. I rode it in the back. It's just a, a lot, a lot of great speed on this ride, a lot of great twists and turns and a fantastic first drop. But I love that inversion that they had. Like this is a, you know, an actual, you know, it's very different than what the RMC guys do, um, but just a really cool corkscrew inversion. I, I loved it. And even with the, uh, I, I remember on the No Limits uh, rendering of this ride, you didn't get the uh, the steel beam to the face. <laughs> yeah, there was no steel beam to the face. I was looking okay, for good. it. I was looking for it, though. I never saw it. <laughs> you were like, oh, wait a minute. I've seen this before. What's yeah, going to happen? Yeah. There's a really cool overbank curve on this roller coaster, too, that took me by surprise. It reminded me of some of the ones on the Voyage at uh, Holiday oh. World. So the, I haven't awesome. been on a Gravity Group ride since uh, the Voyage, since way back when we were on it. So... It was great. Oh, great. Um, this is a great addition to this park. It kind of anchors the park, I think, mm -hmm. um, because the only other roller coaster that they have there is called uh, the Rockstar Spinning Coaster. And with all due respect to the people <laughs> at Fun Spot, this is not your fault that this happened. But that easily for me was the worst roller coaster experience I've ever had in my life. And what? It is not their fault. You do not have a low coaster count, Mike. This is this is the worst experience ever in yes. your life. It is not their fault because it's it's and it's not really the roller coaster's fault. But I'll tell you what happened. So, 
what's weird about going to either of these fun spot par- like uh, this um, is just a spinning wild mouse right it is a spinning wild mouse yeah but here's what happened so by the way both if your of the- story doesn't have vomit in it i'm gonna be disappointed oh it came close it came close but both okay. of these fun spot parks when you go visit them on a wednesday afternoon they're pretty mm-hmm. much empty like i think at nighttime is when that's when they make their money sure, that's when people sure. show up so like I walked up to this rock star spinning coaster and it looked closed. And then I saw this guy kind of sweeping up and I asked him, I said, Hey, uh, is this ride open today? And he's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And he starts walking up the exit ramp. So not only was he sweeping, he was actually running the ride too. So, okay. Yeah. So that's cool. Right? Like if nobody's on the ride, he's like taking care of some business. That's great. So anyway, uh, Izzy and I go up there and he's like, okay, Hey, do you want this to spin a lot or do you not want it to spin much at all? Oh, like, he shouldn't be able to make that decision, right? Well, that's what I said. I said, wait a minute. You can control how much you spin? He's like, no, no, no. Just where you sit on this ride really controls it. Okay. So if you sit in the middle of the four seats, it's not going to spin that much. But if you sit right. on the edges, it will spin a lot. That's what he said. Okay. So, okay. So, uh, so I look over at Izzy, and she's like, I don't want it to spin that much. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. Let's just sit in the middle then, and we'll, you know, it's basically I just want it for the credit and I'll talk about it on Coaster Radio and get off. <laughs> so, um, so we're climbing in, and then Izzy goes, eh, no, 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 I don't, I don't want to, I don't trust that this thing isn't going to spin. I'm not riding. And so I'm out, right? Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. She, get, she gets off, stands next to the guy, and the guy's like, well, hey, Juana, you just jump in. You ride it. She, she, yeah, you guys got onto the roller coaster, and you could see out of the corner of your eye, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guy was laughing, right? Yeah, so I asked the guy, I said, well, okay, if I sit on the edge, how much is it going to spin? He's like, oh, no, not much, not much. If you sit in the middle, it's not going to spin at all. So I'm like, all right, I want, I want the real experience. I want to see what this Give me all does. the spin. Give me everything, yeah. So I sit on the edge. The ride starts out just like any wild mouse, right? Like he goes up the hill, goes on the switchbacks. It's not spinning yet. Goes down a couple of hills. It's a really nice ride. Then it gets to the point where it's ready to spin, where the brakes let loose. And this thing starts spinning. But because there's no weight on the other side now, because there's no Izzy oh, there to balance sure. it. sure. You don't have somebody on the opposite side of the car. Yeah. It starts spinning in my direction. And oh, so it, it right. This, I mean, we, we've talked about this with yeah. Silver Dollar City and Time Traveler, where it's going to be computer controlled. Yeah. It's not free spinning. This ride, they just unlock it. They unlocked it and it was free and spinning. Just, oh, no. And it started spinning and it picked up speed as it went around. And it just kept picking up speed to where Izzy said it was probably doing one revolution every second and a half. It was spinning <laughs> that fast. And, and, I, I was I, at one. You're like, just a puddle. Yeah. Like pushed back against the seat. Like, yeah. For the first 15 seconds, I was laughing. I was like, okay, this is funny. Oh, but, sure. This is ridiculous. Yeah. But then it got to the point where like, oh, wait, this is, this is not good. This is not good because it's not stopping. And I kind of, it like life slowed down and got like in slow motion. <laughs> and I looked and I was like, wait, I've got another 30 seconds of this. And I'm just spinning, and there's it's not a lot stopping. of track still ahead of me. Yeah, and and there was track where it was going to go up and down bunny hops and stuff, and it just would not stop. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if if I don't get off this in 20 seconds, I'm gonna completely throw up. It hit. You're, it, you're like a fighter pilot pulling like 10 yeah. G's in this spin. Yeah, it right, or, or like when they te- when they, when they test the astronauts and you yeah. just like spin them. That's what it felt like. It finally got to the brake run. It hits the brakes, and the car stops spinning. 
I did not stop spinning at all. I, my head, I, I, I thought like this is going to be the first time I ever throw up on a roller coaster. It was that bad. The guy is yelling to me like, "Are you okay, man?" And I like put my fist up in the air like roller coaster power. Like, hey, you know, like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm yeah, defying. Of course you did. I'm defying it. I get off that ride. I literally fall into the gate. I fall into the gate and I'm holding on. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, man. Holy shit. I keep saying that over and over. Holy shit, man. And I'm like just holding on for dear life. And I'm like, please make the spinning stop. Please make the spinning stop. I walk down the ramp and I'm like drunk. I'm like, I look like I'm drunk. I'm just like falling back and forth, back and forth. I, and then that you know what happens like when you feel like you're gonna throw up you start sweating even if it's you're not like hot like oh you get the, the cold sweats. sweats sure I got the cold sweats because I was like I'm gonna throw up I'm gonna throw up and so I finally like just sat down I think I just sat down on the ground I just sat there and I was like I just <laughs> I need to feel better and it was it was the rock star spinning coaster man and so Ron, you you are so not fit. For the rock star no, lifestyle. No, I, I am not. That's what, the, that's that's what it is. That's the lesson here, Mike. And, You're no rock star. Yeah, and you You're know no what? rock star. You know what was funny, though, is that it was like rock star, like the energy drink. Like they sold the naming rights for the <laughs> – that made me laugh. That made it's me laugh. Rock. So oh, it really was rock star. Yeah. That's awesome. So like I say, I do not blame Fun Spot America for that. I blame the <laughs> – the fact that I was riding it by myself, which is a bad idea, and didn't sit in the middle. But anyway, it, unbalanced. It, yeah, yeah. It it was. It's a good ride, though. It's not bad. It's not bad. But the problem was, from that moment all the way to the end of my trip, I don't think I was the same. I think that like I found myself getting you because because you dipped your toe into the rock star lifestyle. Yeah, I think so. Nothing think will so. ever be the same. I think so. But every single ride that I rode that was any. Even the slightly bit intense, I felt that same feeling come back. Oh, it reminded you—you you had like PTSD or yeah. like flashing back. Well, Mike. that's why I'm not sure about this whole Silver Dollar City thing now. You're going to put me on a spinning wild mouse again. <laughs> I don't know if I want it's it. Gonna, you're you're, you're going to go right back to Orlando. Yeah, those guys better promise me that it's computer controlled. Otherwise, I'm not getting on. No way. <laughs> and by the time we ride it, they'll shut off yeah. all the spinning. Yeah. Anyway, very quickly, I'll tell you about uh, that night. We went to Disney Springs. We ate at a restaurant called The Edison, which was very cool. It was like steampunk inside, um, a lot a lot of um, industrial look to it. Um, yes, they, I loved seeing this on Twitter. Yeah, they had a dude walking around who was like an inventor, and he came to your table and talked to you. That was kind of cool. But what's neat is at night they have like burlesque dancers and stuff. and oh. they, And they've got um, like people singing like, you know— uh, like 30s and 20s and 30s music and stuff. It's a, it kind of turns into a club at night, but uh, fantastic food, good atmosphere, just a nice uh, restaurant there down at Disney Springs. Um, the other place that they have is Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar. You loved this place. I loved it because— Talking about seeing you uh, posting stuff on Twitter, so yes. Coaster Radio on Twitter. Mike was all about this because this was like— a legit tiki bar. Yeah. This was this was your place, Mike. And yeah. the theming Indiana Jones stuff. I mean, this is Jacques from Indiana Jones, right? Yeah, you remember him? He was the guy in Raiders of the Lost Ark who was the airplane. That's pilot. my pet snake. Yeah. Yeah. That's so they had like tributes to Reggie the snake in the in the bar. It was an Indiana Jones bar, and to me that was cool. And it had wonderful drinks. Um, a little slow service. That's about the only ding I could give it. But just to walk around in that area and see all of the um Great, like, tributes to Indiana Jones, like little fun Easter eggs in there. Also, uh, the Adventures Club, which used to be something that used to be at 
uh, Pleasure Island back in the day. They had a lot of things in there for that, too. So mm-hmm. um, so really cool, really cool. You can actually get some um, uh, mugs and stuff that you can take home. Really fun. So that was, that was cool. Uh, the next day uh, was my birthday. We actually got up and went to SeaWorld Orlando, another place that was very nice and actually gave us tickets to come in because, again, it was going to be three hours at SeaWorld Orlando. That's how much time there was before we had to get to go do other things. Um, So that gave me enough time to get in to the park, kind of gauge how much crowd there was. Uh, There wasn't much crowd there at all because it was like a Thursday morning. Uh, So I had a chance to ride some rides I hadn't been on before. Uh, First was Mako, which Mm -hmm. is a a B&M speed coaster, just like uh, a lot of them, just basically just like Apollo's Chariot. Uh, It's kind of a newer version of that. Fantastic. One of the cool things about this ride is when you are in the station, you actually look up. And they've got shadows of sharks flying, ab- I mean, swimming above you. So it's like oh. kind of like you are a shark, um, but you got the shark swimming above you. Um, I, I, I dug Mako a lot. It was really I, I'm trying to figure out if I like it more than Apollo's Chariot. Ooh, because it was that good. It okay. was that good. It reminded me so much of it. Uh, it's got even a smaller drop than Apollo's Chariot. It's only 200 feet, so like you know, not not much uh, shorter. Yeah. Um, but I, the thing I liked about Mako first the the inclines on the hill were a lot steeper. So like, you Hmm. know, on Apollo's chariot, it's kind of gradually going up and over, but, um, Apollo's chariot is like straight. I mean, uh, Mako here was straight up. So like, Hmm. it just felt like it was a little more dangerous. Um, they also had a couple of cool turns, um, almost an inversion, some of the turns and stuff. So I really like that ride. I've got to really sit and think, is this better than Apollo's chariot? It might be, it might be because it was really extreme, and I don't know. I think sometimes I wonder if I just love Apollo's Chariot because I ride it so much and it's just so yeah, familiar. Well, I mean, and maybe you need to get back to Apollo's Chariot and, and keep uh, this ride in mind. Yeah. Keep Mako in yeah, mind. Yeah. So uh, Izzy completely chickened out on that. There was no way she was riding that because oh. she's, she's not – she will not ride anything that doesn't have over-the-shoulder restraints. She needs that <laughs> over-the-shoulder restraint to ride. So Mako had just the, the lap bar, so she wasn't going to do that. So then we head over to Manta. Uh, Manta is the B and M flying roller coaster. Another B and M, yeah. It's all B and M. Yeah, yeah. They've got a lot of B and M rides there. Um, it's got a hundred and thirteen foot drop, four inversions, and fifty six miles an hour. Um, we kind of watched this one before we rode it, and Izzy's like, "Wait, it's kind of going slow. This isn't and this so is, bad. This is the one you watch, and it goes down into the water, right? And yes. it has like the water effect. Yeah, like you fly right over the water, and then it looks like the tip of the manta it like touches the water, and it sprays up and stuff. And and when you do ride that, you actually do feel the spray on you, which is pretty cool. Okay, cool. Um, so anyway, I had not been on a flying roller coaster since I think Six Flags Great Adventure. The Superman mm. there. I think that was the last one. And I guess you and I rode one at um, Carowinds, uh, you yeah. know, the, which which I guess is also a flying roller coaster, too. But Not our favorite, sure. So anyway, we're in line, and Izzy's like, you know what? I think I can do this. I can do this. It's it's not too <clears throat> fast. It's got the over-the-shoulder restraints. You're, you're locked in real tight. Yeah, yeah. So we're um, it, it's great. There are no lines. So we get into the station, and the you know the person who's there says, hey, go into row one. So I'm like, wow, this is going to be great. We're in row one. Front row, okay, on the flying coast. That's great because the view. Yeah, yeah. So this is when uh, a nice gentleman by the name of Trevor from Canada comes up right behind us, and and he (laughs) and we got into a discussion, and uh, and he found out that uh, I do coasterradio.com. Is he was nice to tell him, and he's like, wow, that's cool. You got to give a shout out to Trevor from Canada. So I, there it is, Trevor. Now, now you've heard it. But Trevor from Canada. 
I take issue with you, sir. Oh. Because Trevor from Canada starts saying, hey, guys, this is the scariest ride in the park. This ride is terrifying. If you've never been on it before, you're going to be so scared. Izzy takes one look at that dude as the gates open. The gates open. And she's like, uh, no, I'm just going to wait over here. I'm done. Oh, no. <laughs> like, you're kidding. Trevor from Canada scared her off. Trevor. He's like, he's like, no, no, no. I didn't mean to scare you. And I was like, dude, you did. You just did because, like, you said it was the scariest ride in the park. So, anyway, now it's me and Trevor from Canada in the front row heading Great. up. Heading Great. 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 But Trevor from Canada is a cool dude. I got to meet his wife, his mother-in-law. He's a nice guy. We talked about roller coasters as we were uh, ended the ride and kind of just hanging there while we waited for the train in front of us to uh, head out. But but I Trevor like Manta. Trevor from Canada. Yeah, Trevor. So there you go. There's your, there's your <laughs> shout-out, Trevor from Canada. Don't, don't, yeah, don't bring him on a theme yeah. park date. <laughs> Trevor, you scared her off, man. What, <laughs> what kind of Come wingman on, man. are you, Trevor from Canada? Come on, bro. <laughs> Help me That's out. That is too funny. Help me out, man. But anyway, no, he's he's a cool dude. He was very nice. Uh, and, Manta's uh, Manta's good. Yeah, Manta was good. He, and now uh, from from the front, because this is the thing: when you're on the front, you're doing that splash effect. It's behind you. I mean, yes. did you even get to experience that? Yeah, I actually felt the water. I felt the water okay. hitting me. Okay. Yeah, as as it splashed. So I like that ride. I think that pretzel loop is a little weird. That freaked me out a little bit. Every time, I, even on the Superman Ultimate Flight, it freaks me out. That's where you go down the loop on your back. Very strange. Very strange yeah, sensation. Yeah. I'm not down for that. We also rode Kraken. Uh, the virtual reality on Kraken was not on that day. I think they're doing some work on it. So That's they had. Good. Yeah. Um, Kraken's a great floorless roller coaster. It's not as smooth as I remember it from like whenever I wrote it, like 10 or 15 years ago, but still a great ride. Got a front row ride on that, too. I mm. like SeaWorld. I think it was cool. Another weird ride that's there is Empire of the Penguin. And they have it's this ride where you get into these vehicles that are trackless. Yeah, I remember we talked about this. Where yeah. You kind of just float around and you see the penguins at the end. Yeah, I it, it was weird because basically what it does is like the ride vehicles go into this cave with all of these lights on the cave and the ride vehicles dance around each other, which is cool, right? That's kind of neat. Sure. But then it goes into this other room and you're watching this video of like the life of a penguin and what the penguin does. And so the the, the ride vehicles start moving based on what the is happening in the movie it's kind of weird it just it's it's a weird thing it's really cool technology i wonder if they could do something better with it cuz it, it just sounds like, like it's one of those really odd sea world i'm not sure if i'm an amusement park or a zoo yeah yeah kind yeah. of a things yeah yeah so anyway but it was cool like then you know you turn around the ride vehicles turn around and you see all the penguins and stuff so that was really cool Great. i love sea world sea world's a fantastic park it's beautiful um the best sea world park i've been to so i love that um, then actually we went over to Trader Sam's Grog Grotto. Uh, that is in the Polynesian. It's a true tiki bar EB. This is another great tiki. I'm, I'm glad that Mike and your planning, we talked about this, what your planning was going to be. You made time for the tiki bar experience. Yes, yes. Now here's the thing. I love Trader Sam's at Disneyland. I think that is like a, a real tiki bar and you've got real Californians walking in there. Here's what's happened at Disney World, I think, is that you have a lot of what I call... The Disney mamas. <laughs> oh, no. These Disney moms who, like, go online and they say, what are the things that I have to do when I'm at Disney World, even if I'm not really interested in them? 
And I think <laughs> Trader Sam's is one of them because there were all of these mamas sitting in that tiki bar. And I don't even know if they didn't even look like they were having that good of a time. But they're sitting there and they're drinking the things that they probably read on the Diz boards or whatever. I have to get this. I have to order this mug. I have to say this. Like, that's what it felt like to me because it, it did not have a good vibe in there. And and also the weirdest thing was the bar opens at four twenty or the bar opens at four o'clock. <laughs> I got there at four twenty, and there was already a forty five minute wait to get in that place. I'm like, wait wow. a minute, this is on a Thursday. Yeah, this was on this was on some websites. Yes. top ten list of yeah yeah yeah. This that's that's what happened to you. There are all these like uh, you know mamas coming by and stuff. Now somebody googled yeah. what to do when I go to Disney. Yes, fine, and that's exactly it. And that's why the California ones seem more fun. This I don't maybe I went on a bad day, but they're all the mamas sitting in there with their henpecked the husbands. The <laughs> henpecked husbands were in there too, and they're like, man, these drinks are expensive. People so, on like the most expensive vacation possible having a bad time. Yeah, good. That's what, that was like. Now I had a great time. I sat there and I was in a little corner booth, I'm sitting there laughing my ass off, making jokes and stuff. Good, getting, getting a little tipsy. That was good. Then we went to this thing called Disney After Hours. Now this is where I will admit I Prince Mike Collins one thing. Good. <laughs> and good. No, you should. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, and I and I, and I even felt bad about doing it. But don't here, feel bad; you should, because I think this is the most ridiculous event <laughs> that Disney can do, and I do not like the the trend of it. But I did it because it's the only time I went to a Disney park on this whole trip. Basically, you pay for admission into the park after it closes. So that, like on that night, it was from eight to eleven. Okay. Yeah, three hours that you pay. And so you get to go into the park, I think, at like 6.30. And then right as, you know, the, um, the, the park closes, you use this lanyard that you have to get into all the rides and stuff. <laughs> like Wayne's World. You're like, oh, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The cool thing was, though, they give you unlimited drinks. They give you unlimited popcorn and unlimited ice cream. Uh, not, okay. Not that you're going to, like, eat a lot of ice cream and popcorn that- and stuff. Now, when, whenever I see something like that where it's unlimited this and that, is it easily available or do you have to seek it out? Uh, amazingly, they is had it everywhere. It was everywhere. It was everywhere. Oh, but that's the best. The The weirdest part, it though, truly is as yeah. much as you want. Yeah. The weirdest part, though, EB, is the longest lines of the night were for those stands. Sure. Like I was getting on to Haunted Mansion and Big Thunder Mountain Railroad faster than I was getting a drink or a popcorn, which is really weird. But at the end of the night, I can uh, report to you that I got on 14 different rides uh, wow, in that three, three hours. hours. Yeah, like all the major ones, Space Mountain a bunch of times, uh, uh, Big Thunder Mountain. So, you know, and, and to me, the, one of the coolest part was is uh, being on Big Thunder Mountain, coming out of the cave and the fireworks are going off over... Uh fun yeah you know what's weird though we rode splash mountain and as we were riding it for the first two-thirds of the ride the animatronics were off and the music was off but oh like they forgot to turn them back on it was weird it was maybe it was but like you could hear the character voices but everything was off and the lights were on like the the show lighting was on but like it was weird just kind of going through in silence and just hearing the character voices. But then after you went down the drop in that big finale scene with the big riverboat, that was mm-hmm. everything was working there. So I don't know. I don't know what was up with that. But uh, but anyway, cool. that that okay. was that was a lot of fun. It was really good to do. 
Um, I think it's only worth it if you were doing a trip like we were doing where you're not going to a Disney park all day. You wanted your Disney fix. You wanted to get on as many rides as you could in that. And you're willing to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So anyway, I'm going to I'm going to try to race through the rest of this here. Speaking of race, uh, the next day we went to Universal Studios, Florida and Islands of Adventure. Here we have to give a big, huge shout out to a listener, Chris, who actually works at Universal Orlando. Um, he the, what's cool about it, if you work at Universal Orlando, they give you tickets every now and then. Um, sometimes they surprise you with extra tickets and they put mm. it into your work account. Um, he actually wrote when he heard that um, that we were coming down and he said, hey, if you ever you know, are down this way, and you want some tickets, let me know. So I said, hey, if that, that'd be cool if, if, if you can. Uh, so be he my guest, he yeah. says. Nice. Yeah. So it's really nice that we did that. Um, and actually we went ahead and bought the universal express, uh, things to get on because it was crowded that day as we mm-hmm. were parking. It was like a mob of people coming into universal Orlando. Oh, so no. they're doing well. Um, we rode a bunch of rides, uh, the mummy, which I think is one of the best indoor roller coasters anywhere. Rode mm-hmm. that a bunch of times, uh, the Simpsons ride, which Izzy loves, but I hate because it took over for back to the future. Um, <laughs> I love men in black alien attack. Um, I, I, some of you guys out there who are universal people, you have to tell me, I got a really high score on men in black and I don't think I've ever seen this before, but at the end they offered like the suit, the men in black suit appears and they say, this is the last suit you'll ever wear. I don't, I've never seen that happen before. So, oh, like you got like a special cut scene. Yeah. That's what I wonder. Cause it was a real suit that appeared, but only to our vehicle. So I'm wondering oh. if that if somebody from, you know, who goes to Universal a lot can tell me if that's a special thing or if that happens to everybody. I don't know. Um, Weird. We, uh, I'm going to post this on Facebook, but there were gigantic crowds in both Harry Potter lands. Sure. Huge crowds. I mean, and everyone with their phones out and taking photos. It was like like shoulder to shoulder and yeah. pushing past. It was oh, just, it was shocking. Gross. It was shocking. Um, Izzy kept saying it was like that show Black Mirror. I don't know if you've watched that on Netflix or whatever, but <laughs> everybody with their phones out. So weird. And very strangely, a lot of adults in robes. Like, I, oh. I, I was shocked how many adults were walking around in Harry Potter robes. Like they bought them at the park or they came prepared? No, I, I think they came prepared. wore them in. Yeah, they came prepared and wore them in. Oh, maybe there was like a thing. That, I, that, I that thought thing. maybe you, there was, you but you didn't know it. No, there, that was like a couple of weeks ago. This was just people there in their robes. So, okay. yeah. So anyway, <laughs> all the Harry Potter rides were fantastic. Um, a neat ride that we got to ride was King Kong. Um, that's mm-hmm. a new one. Uh, they used the new one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Arthur Levine talked about it with the immersion tunnel. I was shocked at how good that was. I was ready to think that something like that, a big screen ride would be no good. It was amazing because the, the vehicle that you're on goes into this tunnel and then they move scenery along on the screens and it really right. feels like you're going fast. And then there's this big battle between King Kong and he's diving over the train and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But then at the end, an actual animatronic Kong that you see. Great. Really cool. Really cool. So I, I think that is a worthy ride. I thought that was great. Um, Spider-Man was as good as ever, even though some of the effects weren't working this time. Um, and incredible Hulk. I, a lot of people saying the rebuild of Hulk uh, was pretty rough. I thought and? I was, I thought it was smooth. We wrote it like, two seats from the back where I thought it was really going to whip us around and stuff. Uh, I thought it was pretty smooth. Not too bad. Great. Not too bad. Cool. One other thing I want to tell you about uh, a lot of controversy on the show over what you and I thought about race through New York with Jimmy Fallon. 
Yes. Let me take a second to talk to you about this because that was the very first ride we did at Universal Studios Florida because I wanted to go on that because Arthur challenged us on the show. Arthur Levine. Yeah, when he, he was said, here. don't give it, give it a chance. Give it a chance. Yeah. So we have the Universal Express walk up to it. And th- this is where they do that virtual queuing, EB. So like if you were doing the virtual queuing, you go up and they say, come back. If it's like noon, they say, come back at 2.30. And that's when you can come into the building. But mm-hmm. with the Universal Express, they let us in right away. So I'm thinking we're going to get escorted right to the ride at that point, right? You just think, like, mm. with the Universal Express, they're going to take it, you up. It's my or, time. That yeah. should be when I get on the ride. Yeah, exactly. No. So instead, they take you into this first lobby that <clears throat> looks like, you know, Rockefeller Center. You, It's kind of cool. You see, like, props from Jay Leno and props from uh, Johnny Carson and all that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watched the video. I watched the POV video of people going through the queue line, and you see, like, the really sad Conan O'Brien yes. has, like, a half-sized case <laughs> for, for his time hosting the show. Yeah, yeah. And then you see Jay Leno, and it's like, yeah, there's this weird gap in there. We're not going to mention it. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah that is kind of weird seeing the Conan stuff. But anyway, yeah. they give you this color-coded ticket. And when it's your time, they take you upstairs. And I walk into this room, and I see all of these people seated in chairs along the side, and they look so bored. Because they've been there forever. (laughs) I didn't know it at the time, but that's what it turned out to be. Because I was like, why are all these people looking so, like, depressed and miserable? And so I, I start walking around this room a little bit, and there's this stage at the front, and I see a panda bear walking around. I guess that's a Jimmy Fallon... Hashtag, Hashtag the panda, the, right? yeah, the, the panda. So anyway, the, the panda, I guess, had just done something and was taking selfies with everybody, and then he left. And then this person says, hey, if you've got an orange ticket and a yellow ticket, come over here to the screen. And so then they start basically playing Jimmy Fallon clips on this screen that right. are the exact same things you can see on YouTube. Sure. So I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, we're watching YouTube clips of Jimmy Fallon. And I was like, okay, this is all right if it's for five minutes. The clips went on, EB. I kid you not, 20 minutes. We're standing there watching <laughs> Jimmy Fallon clips. And Why? with no one saying, hey, it's time to ride yet. But you had your reserve time. Why wouldn't yes. they just make your reserve time 20 minutes later? Exactly. So, like, we're sitting in there, and it's been 35 minutes now. And, it, and Izzy and I are going, oh, my God, because we basically had eight hours at the park. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> By the time and now this is already like it's it's at like 15 percent of yes. your total visit. Yes. And so then they take us into this other area and we wait there. Then we go into this other area and we wait and then we get into the pre-show. Yeah. Room. So this but, is what I saw in that YouTube video I watched of the yeah. people going through the queue. Yep. So by the time we get onto the ride, it's been 55 minutes. And that's with the Universal Express. So I'm kind of like you felt like you were in Jimmy Fallon jail. Like, you couldn't get out. (laughs) And I kept saying, like, should we get the hell out of here? Because, like, we're wasting our time in here. Because I knew— No ride is going to be worth this. No, no, because I knew it was coming. I knew what we were in store for. It was going to be the exact same thing that you get at any other motion simulator. Like, you get on Star Tours or you get on The Simpsons ride or something. It's just going to be— Fly around and crash into stuff. Yeah, and that's what—unfortunately, that's exactly what it was. It Exactly what it was. Like, and so— I, I have to say, I mean, I love Arthur, and I, I, I just disagree that that is a good attraction. Maybe because... Arthur, maybe he skipped all of that. Maybe he, you know, like you were trying to do the coastradio.com treatment. Yeah. Maybe the USA Today, you know, treatment, you know, got him a little bit further along. 
Well, that's Maybe what that's I'm thinking. What happened. I don't know. I'm thinking that when he went down there, it's they the probably pre-show that killed it, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. if, if it wasn't for the pre-show, do you think you would have liked it? I think I would have liked it if I had gone on it right away. I would have thought it okay. was creative. Okay. And the ride itself is fine. It's fine. Sure. But when they make you, when they hold you hostage in there and make you watch Jimmy Fallon promotional clips for a half hour, 45 minutes, you're hating life, man, because you're like, come on, <laughs> I got to go. I got to move. And like, and oh, look, I, I get it. You're not hating life. Of course, you're at a universal park and, and sitting watching Jimmy Fallon clips is better than being at work. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you know, yeah, it's you better know. than a stick in the eye. Sure. Yeah, but but, but <laughs> it's still, not what you want to do, especially yeah. if you're trying to, you know, bust your way through uh, Orlando in five days. Yeah, exactly. And you kind of there are other things you want to do. And I'd rather ride the mummy a few times than be stuck in that room. So mm-hmm. anyway, so that's universal. One last thing. I know I don't want to go too long with this. I know where the show's running a little long. Uh, last day, we went to Bush Gardens, Tampa. Um, that's like an hour and 15 minute drive from Orlando. EB. So it's sure, a, sure. It's a haul down there. Easily, I got to say, I love Busch Gardens Williamsburg, so I, I had high expectations for Tampa. It's one of the most beautiful parks I've ever set foot in. It really is. It's you know got the African theme. Um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful park. Uh, some of the rides that are there I wish were closer to me because they're some of the best roller coasters I've ever been on. Cheetah Hunt, I loved. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was great. It was a triple launch roller coaster. Had some yeah, great we drops. talked about that one. Uh, t- uh, 2011. I mean, back a long time ago, we talked about that was a big ride that we were anticipating. This is the first time you ride it. Yeah, first time ever riding it. Um, it was. I hadn't been to this park since 1993, so all of oh, these. Oh, okay. All, all of this these, is new. Yeah, all of this was new. Uh, big 130 foot drop and stuff. I love that ride. I think it was one of the most beautiful roller coasters I've ever ridden because all of the rides at Busch Gardens Tampa use the terrain and d- dig a lot of trenches and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there was this one part with Cheetah Hunt where you're actually twisting over water and it's like rushing water going on underneath you. And it's just, it's just beautiful. And there's a really cool part where you uh, launch up into this kind of like treehouse type element uh, and it kind of twists around above. It just, it was really one of the coolest rides I've ever been on. Um, cool. Montu is easily one of the best B&M inverts I've ever been on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I again, how they it, it was intense, but it was fun. You never felt sick. There were a lot of these subterranean uh, dives and stuff that they went through. Um, I just I just thought that was really great. Uh, Kumba is like a sit down B and M, like four across ride. Um, that was so intense, but so fun. And it's it's one of those rides. I was so excited to be at this park because ever since we've been doing this show, I've been thinking about these rides. You know, you talk about them, but how cool right, would it be? Right to actually, you know, get on them. So I, I thought that was really uh, a really great ride that kind of, at one point it even went around the station, uh, had some interlocking loops and stuff, um, a loop that actually goes around the lift hill that was super cool. And then finally, I think like the funniest thing for me was finally getting to ride Shikra and actually, uh, you know, kiss my, Shikra. yeah, say kiss my Shikra, which is basically, you know, the same dive coaster that you see anywhere. Uh, same as Griffin pretty much at uh Bush gardens, but, um, yeah. And then also I really wanted to ride Cobra's Curse, but because of my PTSD about the this spinning. This is a spinning. This is another <laughs> yeah. spinning coaster, There was right? no way. There was no way I was going to go on. I was like I can't I can't spin. I can't spin anymore on this trip. So uh so I didn't get a chance to ride that, but uh the park was beautiful. I I need I even as I was there I was saying to Izzy, I said I, we've got to come back and just do Bush Gardens Tampa. It's like that good of a park. That worth it. Like maybe even to fly into Tampa and do some things around there. Um so so that's cool. Uh, yeah, awesome. but yeah, so that was the trip. I mean, and then we did um, a couple other tiki bars and uh, went to Ohana, which I'll tell you about some other time and stuff just because, 
That was another th- another thing I think where the Disney mamas say, what is it that I oh, have no. to do even though I don't want to do it? And <laughs> that was it. That's just too many Disney mamas, man. You know, reading those uh, Disney message boards and just, you nice. know, yeah, just stay out of my tiki bar. That's all I say, you know. Well, Mike, that that, that was a whirlwind Florida report. And yes. like you said, we are going a little bit long. So I do want to invite you and I want to I want to tell the listeners this, too. If there's something you feel like you had to gloss over and go too fast um, in, in describing or a park visit that you really want to dig deeper into, I, I want to invite you to spend some time next week to to talk about that. I think I think we need to talk more about this is a like I said, this is a huge list, Mike, and I feel like we rushed through it a little yeah. bit too much. I, I want to talk about some of this stuff more. And there were some things I wanted to ask you about some of these rides specifically, especially Universal. We just zipped through Universal. Um and and then like you said, Bush Garden Stampa, you haven't been there in twenty some years. Uh, so th- this is really great. I'm I'm so happy that you got to spend your birthday in Florida in the off season. Yeah. And then yeah. bring that back to coasterradio.com. But I want to give you the real opportunity to share it so so let's let's revisit this next week if we need to yeah listen if any of you guys have any specific questions about the trip or like certain rides or something or have yeah opinions, good uh and if you do too evie we'll, we'll do a quick little segment next week with some questions about that because you're right we kind of had to fly through it but that that's kind of how the trip was was a whirlwind trying to get through all of those things um but i, I really wanted to do it for the show so that we could uh you know have a lot of good things to talk about so very good trip. and hot or not is uh next week too so yeah. hot or not topics send that into us uh feedback at coastradio.com or twitter facebook and reddit yes that's right hey thanks to all of you guys for being a part of the show but especially thanks to all of you guys who are helping us out at patreon.com slash coaster radio it is a huge huge help for the show and we really appreciate your support that's right, especially everybody at that $20 level. Rick Burnley, our friends at Coasters Galore on YouTube, Stephen Coriel, Greg Delaney, Tony DePhillips, Neil Patrick Harris, Jordan Hill, Marshall the Big EZ Hider, Brian Cosson, Matt from Yorkshire, Dan the T-Shirt Guy Miller, Chris Rankin, David Sakala, Kevin Wilson, and Tim Wilson. Yes, we also want to thank our honorary executive producers, Todd Houts, Slater, and Brian Wackler. Yeah, so patreon.com slash Coast Radio. Find out about all the pledge levels, perks at every level when you support coastradio.com. Uh, really does go a long way to support the show. And remember, guys, we are trying to hit that $1,000 a month level to bring you daily updates in the form of Amazon Echo flash briefing. So yeah. coastradio.com, uh, and you'll find Patreon there. Click the link and support the show. Oh, I can't wait for us to be able to do that. So we're very close. We're getting closer just with a little yeah. more support. All right, guys, we'll see you next week for a little bit of Hot or Not. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for listening to the original Theme Park Podcast. For CoasterRadio.com, I'm Neil Patrick Harris. Peace out, suckers. CoasterRadio.com is a production of Lift Hill Media, LLC. The show is intended for private use only and may not be redistributed or broadcast without our express written permission. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners, also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200.